Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the OG Sports Podcast. We're back at it with basketball right now. Look at that. We haven't really covered enough NBA, in my opinion, but this free agency season has been bonkers. It's been too crazy. That's why I have my friend Matthew Vega here. What's up, everybody? Yeah, dude, these free agency, these trades, so much that I just didn't expect. So many teams are upgrading, and a lot of teams are really getting downgraded out here and just missing out on a lot of good names. Well, I love how you broke it down. You can't see it, folks, but... My boy here has it well broken down, well organized, better than I ever could. And we're just going to go down the list, talk about winners and losers, just some of the basic moves and maybe some under-the-radar moves that you haven't seen because this has been so many headliners that it's just insane. And you have it in alphabetical order. I Yeah, I have it in alphabetical order depending on which team is getting who. There's a huge five-team trade that I think this is the No, that's not even the one. But this, yeah, the five-team trade that has Dinwiddie. And he's being added to go to Washington from, and he's coming from Brooklyn. So Dinwiddie's going to be a good cover for Washington since they're losing Russell Westbrook to go to the Lakers. I don't even know how to cover all this. This is so much movement. It's hurting my head already. Yeah. It's, Let's just go. Let's just start yeah. with the A. Let's go with Atlanta because yeah. I believe they're the first team you got on there. Yeah, exactly. So Dillon Wright is going to Atlanta. He's coming from Sacramento, and along with that trade, you also have in that same trade. There's a multi-team trade. Boston's receiving Josh Richardson, Chris Dunn, and Bruno Fernando. And it looks like yeah, Atlanta's going to be losing Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando from that. Uh, it looks like they also are losing Tony Snell and Nathan Knight to free agency. So Atlanta's out there looking a little interesting at this point. Um, they re-signed John Collins. They got him, what, five years, 125? I think exactly. that's a great signing because yeah. it's funny. Obviously, Trey Young really changed the narrative. So did DeAndre Ayton because, of course, everyone was saying they were busts when you look at Luka Doncic, which is unfair to them. But, yeah, I mean, it's unfair. It's the same. It's just recency bias. But... Mm-hmm. The team does go, not to say that Trey Young isn't the leader, because he is, but when the team does well, John Collins is getting his. Yeah. He definitely plays really, he compliments the Trey Young so well that I think that they just basically take Atlanta, and those two by themselves make them a very strong team in the East. I don't know if they're going to be getting as far as they did last or this year. This current playoff run that Atlanta went on really surprised me. I think they're a good team, but... I don't know if their moves are good enough to keep them in the hunt in this very deep east. Because then right after that, you have Brooklyn re-signing Blake Griffin. And they also got Patty Mills, who's really a solid replacement for Dinwiddie. I like Patty Mills. I've always liked him. My friend Matty Mills likes him a ton. That's why he's changed. That's why he has the name <laughs> that way on Twitch. Go follow him, by the way. And, yeah, I've always liked they. I think it's, it's also a direct, not just a replacement of Dinwiddie, that's also kind of uh, lighting the fire under uh, Joe Harris because he was one of the main reasons that they underperformed. Even with the injuries, if he makes any more than like two threes a game, yeah. they could easily have won one or two of those games in, against Milwaukee. Exactly, yeah. I just think that one person that they're losing that might really hurt him is Landry Shaman. Yeah, I, I like Landry Shaman a lot. And did he lose? Did he lose in free agency or? Yeah, it looks like they lost him to a. Well, they traded him away. So I'm, let me see who. I think we're gonna get to that trade later, but. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's just go down the list. Oh, okay. 
So, so then, yeah, Mason Plumley was an interesting trade. I don't know if you saw that. I think it happened on draft night. That one was interesting. Mason Plumley went from Detroit to Charlotte. And that one, I believe, was to save money. I'm trying to see the exact details. Yeah. In a move to clear cap space, the Pistons traded their center, Mason Plumley, along with their number 37 pick to Charlotte to go down in the draft to number 57. Apparently, they wanted to save money. Uh, Plumley was getting paid about $8 million a year. I think that's a really head-scratching move by the Pistons because $8 million a year for Mason Plumley doesn't really stand out as a huge contract to me, but... Well, I think it's a head-scratcher because he really upped it. I think he upped his game. His passing really stood out to me last season. Like, I'm not going to lie, not just going off of fantasy numbers, yeah. but he, he's one of the better passing bigs in the league. So, exactly. and you have Cunningham coming in there. What does it tell a young player when you just trade away a pretty good piece for pennies or yeah, nothing? Exactly, exactly. And you're, I mean, I think overall they they did good. Detroit did decent this offseason, especially getting Caden Cunningham as their biggest accomplishment. Looks like they also got Kelly Olenek and Trey Lyles, which are good additions to that team too. But I just really thought it was interesting to get rid of Mason Plumley when I didn't think that was going to be a huge priority. I don't. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one right there. I definitely would call that a head scratcher. But if you're talking about one of the best trades that yeah. I've seen so far, it has to be Demar Derozan to DeMar Chicago. Demar Derozan to Chicago is an incredible move, and I think that really helps Chicago, especially they just got Lonzo Ball too to be in the backcourt with Levine. So I think they got Lonzo Ball for a really good price too. Four years, eighty-five million. He's twenty-three years old. He's only getting better. Yeah, and he I think he played really well on the Pelicans, even though the focus wasn't really on him no. a lot of the time. It seemed like even with everything going around him, the Pelicans are just, in my opinion, a poverty franchise. And they're acting that way for They're sure. just a mess at this point. Um, another point guard on the move would be Minnesota's Ricky Rubio going out to Cleveland. I think that's... a Cool move. Uh, Cleveland also re-signed Jared Allen, which I think was very important for them to do. Um, I don't obviously see Cleveland as a huge threat in the East anytime soon. Um, another trade from the East, Moses Brown went to Dallas from Boston. It's really funny. I don't know if you're ever on NBA Twitter, but a lot of the Boston fans were talking about how Moses Brown's basically the future GOAT after they got him. I think and, that, but the thing is, they do that with everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now he's gone with them. Never even suited up for them. Well, there you go. He because he came from. Uh, no, was it OKC? No, I, I want to say I want to say he came from OKC. I think they traded him from Oklahoma City, and I never really watched OKC play. Uh, they're never really on TV, and I don't really go out of my way to watch the Thunder as much. But SGA is probably the only good yeah, thing exactly. to watch there. Exactly. Um, but I do think that Moses Brown does provide a really solid pickup for Dallas, especially if they decide to move Porzingis anytime soon. <laughs> Christoph Porzingis is just, yeah, that's a head scratcher in, in itself. I just don't know if he ever plans to change how he plays the game. He tries to play like a guard. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You're seven foot. I'm not saying he needs to like, average a double double, but he really should. He really should. There's no excuse not to. And especially with. 
Luca right there and his height and the way that Europeans tend to play, he should be getting some triple doubles at times. I, I just think he needs to work on himself, work on his development. But if he was going to work on it, he probably would have done it by now. Is usually the way I think. I think that's the same kind of crossroads that Ben Simmons is at. Yeah. And I think, but I think he has time because he's yeah. got a plus defense. I will say it. He's got great defense. I just think that it's a mental thing for him. And I think one of the biggest things, and of course we're getting a lot off topic here, but one of the biggest things between Ben Simmons and Giannis, Giannis is not a great free throw shooter either, but he's not discouraged. I'm not going to go as far as say as Ben Simmons has a mental block, but he clearly does not want to look like he's missing every free throw. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Giannis will airball a few threes, and he's still smiling. He's yeah. still going to keep doing it, even, even if he shouldn't. That's why the Bucks really... They made it kind of difficult on themselves in this playoff run. I mean, no, no one's going to complain because there's a reason why they're not extending Boltenholzer because the game plans was kind of shoddy at times. Yeah, exactly. But Giannis doesn't, he doesn't let that get to him. That's what I've always appreciated. So Ben Simmons has that. He's at that crossroads right now. Porzingis looks like it might be too late. Porzingis looks like it might be a little too late, especially I think everyone around the league is kind of giving up on him. Uh, you know, when the trade went down between New York and Dallas, I think everyone thought Dallas had a steal, but... Looking back, it's just, I don't know, maybe New York knew something everyone else didn't about the guy, because I think that's right about your comparison. You even brought up Giannis. The one thing I do like about watching Giannis is it's like, okay, he missed a few free throws. I guarantee all summer he's going to be shooting free throws. It's like the guy just works hard, comes back a better player every year, and Simmons and Porzingis have just, ever since their rookie sophomore year, just kind of stagnated, so... Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. Very static in their development. But hey, there's time. The verdict is still out on Ben Simmons. Yeah. I think this is the nice... Well, I think also it doesn't help that he plays in Philadelphia where they will yeah. they will eat you alive if you underperform. Mm-hmm. So this the verdict is still out, I think. Yeah, then the next trade... You, you can go ahead. The next trade that's huge that everyone knows about, the new big three out in the Lakers, Russell Westbrook is getting to be in the Lakers. He's 32 years old, still triple-double machine. Issues that people are pointing out could be his huge lack of shooting and spacing issues that could come out of it, but I don't know. I think that any any deal that gets rid of Kyle Kuzma and gets you Russell Westbrook, I think your GM probably won you a bit. Yeah, I I would agree with that, because Kyle Kuzma has just been a very... um polarizing player he has talent yeah. clearly maybe he'll figure it out in Washington but I just think that he clearly it's clearly a mental thing too because he just did not seem to have it yeah and he's also another one who people have a lot of fans have questioned his work ethic because he does seem to really be out on Instagram every day and you know if he was in the gym as much as he was on Instagram there might be some improvement but I really liked Kyle Kuzma in the beginning of his career the guy, I think, is 27 years old now. I don't know. You're at your prime. That's rough. Good luck in Washington. I really liked KCP. I'm going to be sad to see KCP, Contavious, Caldwell Pope, gone off my Laker team. He played great defense. Nice 3 and D guy. Yeah, exactly. And the only question I still have about the Lakers is their defense. Now, it's going to be a lot worse than it, it was number one. I don't know if it's still going to be number one. I think it's still going to be really good, but they're definitely going to take a hit. Yeah, and then obviously Montrez Harrell also leaves, and I think he underperformed miserably. Miserably. Yeah, I think that... Look, nothing 
anywhere close to that sixth man of the year performance that he had with the Clippers. Exactly, and I think Washington's getting a really good player out of it because I don't see him having that down of a year. Again, no. No chance. I would hope not. I would hope sake. not. And, you know, good luck to them in Washington. Also going to Washington, like we mentioned, Spencer Dinwiddie. And, yeah, we'll see how Washington does with Beal. They want to build around Beal, I guess. He seems, from every report, Beal seems committed to wanting to stay in Washington. So, I, res- I respect that. I respect it, too. I mean, I guess he's young enough to still think that they could build around him. I don't think that they're done making moves. But, um, but the window is shrinking that he will eventually. Because <laughs> I think Portland's kind of feeling that with Dame, where it's going to be every year now. Yeah. Are you going to leave? Are you going to leave? Um, hell, I might have to yeah. if I want to get past the first round or second round. But uh, I think you had next was, uh, oh, this one hurts as a Grizzlies fan. Yeah. So the Grizzlies are getting Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. I believe we also got, we traded to get higher in the draft. Uh, yeah, there was a draft picks involved in some of these trades too. Um most of them, I think, were second-round picks, and I don't know if I really included those. It might be in the notes. But... I, I think we got the 10th pick in that one. Yeah, definitely for this one, you got... It was... Yeah, there you go. Also sent... New Orleans sent the number 10 and 40 pick, plus a protected first-round pick from the L.A. Lakers um, in order to receive, let's say, Giannis Valanciunas and... Or Giannis Valanciunas and the 17th pick and the 51 I think I said Giannis at the beginning. Hey, 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 Antetokounmpo is on our minds, man. Yeah, After, exactly. The man is something else. I mean, it's hilarious. You saw that video with him ordering like 50 chicken, uh, no, yeah. chicken minis, not chicken yeah. nuggets, chicken, chicken minis. Chicken minis. I love that guy. Oh. I love his attitude. But we're talking about Jonas Valanciunas. That one hurts for me because, I mean, Eric Bledsoe at this point in his career, uh, he was a very athletic guard, but once his, you're getting older, and of course a lot of times you don't want to say, oh, Age is becoming a number for sure, the way these athletes prepare themselves. Exactly. Not that way. You still lose some step, and that was one of the big things he had in his game. He's not the greatest three-point shooter. So I don't know why they agreed to take other than getting that 10th pick. Steven Adams will set the hardest screens in the league. He's an enforcer <laughs> out there. He's a nice guy to have, but I do miss Jonas Valanciunas because he was actually the most consistent scorer for the Grizzlies last season. A lot of people don't know that because, of course... If this year, if it was ten years ago, he'd be an all star. Exactly. But it is Jaws' team, so I mean, it's not a terrible. Like, oh, what are you doing? Loss. They will still be very competitive, but it is a sad loss for sure. It is sad, and you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with the Eric Bledsoe and what you said. I just think that he's. I used to like him a lot back in the day. I don't know how well he'll do in Memphis. I hope, you know, you're a Grizzlies fan, so I hope the best for them. I guess, but. The next, also, guards moving around, Kyle Lowry to Miami. I think you earlier said that you don't think that makes them a cont- the contender, I guess. Well, I think it's just, I think it has to do more of the fact that you have the big three. You have 76ers, you have the, you have the Nets that are still there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, and of course the Bucks are not going yeah. anywhere anytime soon. So yeah, those three. So everyone's fighting for those for that four seed because you want to host that first playoff series. But no, I think it makes them a contender for that four seed. If that's what you mean. I think they will be the four seed with the Knicks being the fifth seed. That's my prediction right now. I like Kyle Lowry a lot. I don't care that like, he's older. He's not expected to be their top scorer. That's no. why they have. Well, they've never even been that kind of team. They're they spread the wealth around. Jimmy Butler's coming back, so that's always nice. So I do. I think it's a good move. I just don't think it puts them over the top. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of people are getting ahead of themselves. Um, I personally am concerned about Kyle Lowry's age. I think especially the deal that they gave him, I'm trying to find the contract details, it was three years, $90 million. And I guess I would expire when he's 38 years old. He's still going to be making $30 million. That's uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's why Chris yeah. Paul, he declined his option. He was going to make something crazy, too. Yeah. yeah, it's the year that old people get paid, I guess. It's retirement home season. Well, I think it's, a, like I said, the, the league is... The way athletes are now, they're taking way better care of themselves. They have, like, these specialized diets. They're in the gym every day. At least the top dogs are. Exactly. And that's why they're lasting so long. I mean, look at another sport like Tom Brady. Obviously, quarterback is a different position, but he's top player in the league, and he's, like, 43 now. Yeah. No, even through the trends, it's been like that. I think older, especially the NBA, you see people playing until almost 40. Every once in a while, you'll see a player hit 40, but it's still to be paying some of that amount of money. I agree. I agree with that. I agree that I don't like that too much. But I do think that Bam and Butler will have a nice chemistry move with him. Yeah. And if you look at the actual sign-and-trade, it looks like they sent out Goran Dragic and Precious Achiuwa, which I think is a pretty good deal for Kyle Lowry. It's it's fine. I just... Maybe I'm a little salty that the Lakers didn't get Lowry earlier last year, but... That would have been nice, I think, (laughs) especially with Dennis Schroeder, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, especially with Dennis Schroeder, but I I don't think... Oh, go ahead. My bad. No, I was going to say, I don't think we've heard the last of that name, so... No, exactly. (laughs) So, when you're talking about Goran Dragic, I love Goran Dragic a lot. Obviously, he's the same age, 35 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't. They couldn't afford that contract to have it. On. They were going to be way above the salary cap, so they needed to make that trade. I think he helps Toronto. I I think they'll actually get, they'll fight for a playing spot next season, especially with Pascal Siakam only getting better. Yeah. I think yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think that um, the other big trade that also I think we mentioned the Lonzo trade, but the. I don't know if we mentioned that Thomas Sadoransky and Garrett Temple are headed to the Pelicans in compensation for Lonzo Ball, it looks like. Well, I, I did. <laughs> the thing is, I like I like those players, but, I mean, that just shows you what the Pelicans' agenda is. They are they are really going to push out Zion Williamson. Oh, yeah, I think that he needs to be gone. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think his agent is Rich Paul. Oh, he will be absolutely he's gone. gone. Yeah, like you're, you're already kind of in danger as a small market team. Well, and I, they just make small market moves because there are small mar- there are small market teams that want yeah. to win, and you see that kind of move. And there's no disrespect to Garrett Temple; he's a former Grizzly, and Cedric he's a solid three point shooter. Exactly. But I mean, are you trying to contend? No, <laughs> yeah. you're just trying to sit. You're trying to fill the stadium or fill the arena. I guess that's yeah. it. You just want to have a full out, fleshed out roster. You don't want a D League team. You want a C League team. I guess. It's like who do you want throwing? Uh, lobs to Zion Lonzo or Zyronski. It's like, what are you going to go pay to watch? And Yeah, that's that that just tells you everything right there. It's a repeat of Anthony Davis, in my opinion. Oh, that it's that saga was it. horrible. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the most... Um, that was a sad to watch because he had dragged that team to some playoff wins. I remember when they swept the uh, Blazers in the first round. Yeah. That was something. Yeah, exactly. Alright, which trade next? Derek Favors heading to OKC from Utah. I think that was also another money-saving move for Utah. Um, I think it ended up with, if I remember this right, Oklahoma City ended up getting another pick. 
I believe so. Well, they are the team of picks. <laughs> they will have yeah. everybody's kids in the end. Exactly. They have, yeah, somebody's kid is going to play for them in the future because they are, they've got picks all the way to like 2029. 20, Derek Favors is a solid four. I do like him. Nice to mix up for Quinn Snyder's jazz whenever he could. Whenever he wanted to go big instead of having Royce O'Neal in there, he'd throw him in there. So, interesting move, but I mean, nothing crazy. It wasn't like wowing you. He was just doing... He was doing the job correctly. Very blue-collar, hard-working at forward. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good analysis on him. I think that hopefully with OKC, he should get a lot more minutes. He should be able to shine a little bit more. We'll see. Um, I did like him before in his career. Kind of faded away in Utah. and In the past few years, I haven't seen much or heard much of him. Um, it looks like we have gotten through most of these. And... We did mention Shamit. You said he went to Phoenix. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, okay. Landry Shamit's going to Phoenix. I think that's a really good move. Although, I just... Yeah, I mean, it really helps their guard position. That's really their Phoenix Suns strength. They have DeAndre Ayton still there. I think they're in a solid position to make some noise again in the West. I personally don't have them winning the West. But they're really, I think that's a really solid pickup. I don't think they could have done much else. Resigned Chris Paul. Um, I just really think if everyone's healthy next year, you're going to just definitely see a huge difference in outcome. Well, that's, and that health is the reason they got there in the first place. They were healthy. They made it, they made it all the way. You can say what you want about if, ands, or buts. Now, I will say, obviously, the league made a horrible decision to start the season prematurely like yeah. that. There was a reason for all those injuries. So, obviously, I'm not going to discount that. But I will say that they were the healthiest team. They made it all the way there. They just didn't take care of business. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not trying to take anything away. Obviously, from Phoenix or um, Milwaukee, it's just... I think we all would have enjoyed seeing a healthier playoffs. Oh, no doubt. And I don't know. I even feel bad for... I'm a Lakers fan. I hate the Clippers. But it's just like, damn, if Kawhi would have been there what would have happened in the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, what if, what if, we'll just see it next year. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, I mean, you keep peeling back the layers, and it's like, yeah. what if here, what if yeah, here. Because exactly. if you, what if there, if uh, yeah. Solomon Hill doesn't run into LeBron, I'm pretty sure the Suns don't uh, make it all the way. Exactly. So it's it's difficult. It's just, it was a very strange season. Obviously for the neutral, it was great, but I'm pretty sure yeah. for the avid basketball fan, it was kind of like, why am I tuning in? So it was a little frustrating at times, because like you said, it was just hard not to think that the shortened offseason had just something to do with it. And it also looks like Phoenix added JaVale McGee, who is a great, solid pickup. Loved him on the Lakers championship team. He's tough to play sometimes in the playoffs just due to matchup issues, but it does provide really good, solid backup center position for Phoenix. That's a really solid move on their front, too. He really has changed... The narrative around him. I remember. I mean, obviously, we all remember him as the Shaq to full MVP. Shaq just clowning on him. He's hardworking. He has yeah. clearly changed. The, he's changed everything about him. He has played. He's he's worthy of being a like a good ad. It's not just a meme to have him on your team anymore. <laughs> but yeah. let's see. We see. We have some. Are these are free agent signings right here. These would be the free agent signings. Obviously, I think. We talked about Enos Cancer going to Boston, back to Boston. No. Oh. Um, actually, it's really funny. I think he started in Portland, went to Boston, went back to Portland, 
and is now back with Boston. It's just playing hot potato. With he's them. playing hot potato with those two teams. He can't decide if he likes the East Coast or the West Coast. Just as long as he stays in the USA, <laughs> yeah, don't exactly. let him leave. Yeah. You want to win a lot of betting money? Just bet Enos Canner back on the Portland Blazers by next year. You heard Guaranteed. it here. That's a lock of the week. <laughs> All right. And then I see Gorgie Dang, a former Grizzly. He went back. Did he re-sign with Atlanta? No, he's back with the... He's a new arrival. New Atlanta. arrival. All right. Yep. Solid for center. That's a, yeah, that's a solid pickup for Atlanta. I think that they really needed to, losing some of their key players. Uh, but, you know, I think that's a, one of the best things you could do. We also have really good undrafted free agents available left. That we'll get to in, after we finish go, talking about who's already been signed. Chicago for sure is making moves, like we said. Caruso! I love Alex Caruso. Oh, man, they're going to have so much fun with him in Chicago. I think him and Lonzo Ball are going to have a lot of fun if they're ever on the court together. That's that's an incredible backcourt. Uh, DeRozan, of course. Tony Bradley being added to Chicago. Ah. Uh, that's that's going to be a really good team. Definitely a playoff team. I hope to see them make some noise similar to what New York did this year. It's just hard to really see what Chicago is going to do. I can't. They're very hard to predict. Yeah. I'm going to say my <laughs> early prediction seventh seed. Yeah, I think they will have to. Pick. They'll have to be in the play-ins for sure. Yeah, it's been so long since they've sniffed playoff contention. They were in it. <laughs> I think. I, and I mean, that move for Bucevic, I like that aggressive move because you still have him. It's not just yeah. a rental. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't. It, it's hard to forget, or it's hard to remember that he's still there because he's getting overshadowed by all the other headlines. But that's a really solid team with Vucevic at the center, and I think that they're still shopping around a few of their other players. So I don't think they're done making moves yet. But keep going, keep, keep the magic going, Chicago. Going. Bring it back. I know that they were linked to D Rose in the beginning of the rumors, but you know how I think he went back. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's always linked to D Rose, so. Exactly. Cleveland did really well in the draft as well, adding Mobley. So I think that that is going to be a great pickup for Cleveland. They've been pretty quiet other than that, it seems like. They haven't really done much, but it is it is Cleveland. So, uh, look, oh, they did add Ricky Rubio. I think we talked about that. Vespaya, we did mention that. We did mention Very good that. assist, man. Yeah. Let's see who else we got here. I think so. Obviously, we talk. We're talking about Denver. Jeff Green is going to Denver. Jeff Green going to Denver. I think that's a great move. I think it's a huge loss for Brooklyn. I think he saved them in some of those games yeah. by himself. And I will tell you this: he is not a starter like the Grizzlies thought he would be. Because I remember back when the Grizzlies were grit and grind, we were looking for a small forward, and we mm-hmm. signed him thinking he was our savior. He's not going to start for you, but he can absolutely put in a shift. He he has really improved his three point shooting. It's very fun to watch those guys that have understood, like, hey, it's a three-point league now. Let me work on my shot. And you can tell who's been working on it who's not. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You can definitely tell who's the harder workers in the league. And I really think that that's a huge, solid move for Denver. I think that they're obviously contenders for years to come. Hopefully they can be healthy in this year's playoffs. It was tough to watch the injuries towards the end of the season. I really like Denver. I think that... Their team's great. Jeff Green's going to fit right in, add that level of toughness. That, not that they really need, but that always helps. No, of course. When you're competing, so. I would agree. I would absolutely agree with that. I think we did cover Detroit. Kelly Olenek, very nice pocket scorer who can really uh, get on fire. He'll probably be happy just to be off Houston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that was just a crapshoot. Yeah. And we got Golden State, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, B- Nemanja. 
He's coming yep. back there. Yep. Think, uh, Porter Jr. I think they signed Otto Porter to a minimum, one-year minimum. That's a great deal for Golden State. Very nice stretch three. Very yeah. good. Can defend all the positions. Exactly. And I think my biggest surprise with them is that they haven't made more moves. I just really thought they'd be shopping around some of their young talent. But, you know, if they have Clay Thompson coming back and the Steph Curry playing the way he was, they're going to be a really great team this year, too, that I think... The West is just so stacked. It's it is. It's always stacked, but it's just like even worse. I don't even know <laughs> yeah. who's. There's going to be some really good teams that might miss the plan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and, and I think they're going to bank on, of course, that they have Wiseman. We'll see how he develops. I think he got overshadowed just because he got hurt, but he also wasn't really getting that as many minutes as you would think from a top draft pick. But I think they also. It was a very weird season, obviously missing Clay Thompson. He'll be back. Let's see how he is. I think he'll be fine because he doesn't require that much movement in his game. Not to say that he doesn't work hard. It's just that he doesn't need the ball in his hands to score 60 points. Yeah, no, and I think he, I think he set the record for most points. I think he scored like 50 points off of like eight dribbles or something like that. I, don't yeah, know I, I numbers, do recall that. It was just something yeah, ridiculous. That he's just a catch-and-shoot guy that you, I mean, he could play till he's 45 years old standing out in the corner. And I think the only thing that might be decreasing a bit, even with his, I don't, I, I think he's like in his early 30s now. After these injuries, I don't know how his defense is going to be. Because he used to be an elite defender. Exactly. He's always been one of the better defenders. I'm sure he's still going to be great. I just don't know if it's going to be at that level, especially not in the beginning when he's still trying to come back to 100%. I would agree with that. But, I mean, it's Golden State. They can shoot you out of any building, so I don't think it matters <laughs> No, nah, they're going to definitely <laughs> try to run the score on you and see... If you could score as much as them. Yeah. So Houston, I, I mean, they're not... Daniel Tice, I like Daniel Tice, <laughs> but I don't know why you would sign there other than necessary... Exactly. For, ...need to fill out the roster. So, I mean, he'll be one of the better players on that team already. They have some good young talent, no doubt. They do, yeah. And I do love Kevin Porter Jr. I think he shoots a lot, and I, why not? If you're not in contention, let him shoot exactly. all the time. I say let him shoot too. Let him... Increase his skill. I mean, that seems to be one of their players for the future. I say build, continue building around the youth, but you do need to have some direction at some point. Because like you said, I don't know what you're doing. It's a good move, but it's just... Houston's just so lost after James Harden. It's this really is one of those. It's one of those tough things where it's like, you you've messed up your window... Yeah. But imagine if that's another what if. Imagine if Chris Paul is healthy. Exactly. Game six exactly. or seven. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. They had a bet. People forget that they were hosting that game. They had a better record than the Warriors with KD. Yeah. People forget that. Houston I mean, was... but if you lose, then absolutely they're gonna forget that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone remembers the championships. No one remembers the records, the seeds. It's history is written by the victors. Exactly. Definitely. Very much so in, in NBA. So the Pacers get Torrey Craig. I mean, they made a horrible decision firing uh, Nate McMillan. Obviously, we didn't talk about it because he's not really a player, but Atlanta making a great move signing him to a, a contract because he really lit that team up. Yeah. He really got them fired up and got them going places that we never expected them to get to. Exactly. And, I mean, was it Bjorken or what was his name? Yeah, it was Bjor- I think it was Nate Bjorken or something Bjorken. I think Bjorken. that's how you would pronounce it. I, it but he, was, he had chemistry problems and the Pacers did absolutely nothing. Oh, they won the first game, right? Yeah, I mean, they did, they did something. It's just, it, it, their issue, I don't think Torrey Craig is enough to fix the issues with the Pacers. Well, he's more of a, 
a championship guy you stick on there for defense, honestly. Yeah. That's why I'm very shocked that he's going there. But, I mean... It looks like they also lost Doug McDermott, so I guess that's a solid swap. If you're going to lose McDermott, I'd rather... Yeah, like... There you go. There's a positive. upgrade, but... <laughs> silver lining. Silver lining. There you go. But, okay, yeah, we got to the trades for the Lakers, but the signings... Man, So I'll just write it down. So we got Melo, which is already nice because you know that his attitude changes really helped him get a second life Dude. to his career. Yeah. Portland is just the revival he needed. And I hope he can continue it in L.A., I don't think he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. I mean, the team will have pressure to win, but individual pressure is pretty low on Melo, like it was in Portland. I just, good for him. This team is better than the 2004 uh, retirement squad, as they called it, like with Carl Malone and Gary oh, Payton. Yeah, 100% I, yeah, better. I, I, definitely. I mean, Dwight Howard's more athletic at this point of his career still. And to be honest, there's not many... Who's his comp- competition at center? There's not many great centers right now I and mean, he has to compete with some good ones in the west but a lot of them also don't even play that traditional near the post near the rim traditional center role that Dwight Howard fills I mean and come on they have Anthony Davis and LeBron James I think they're going to be fine as well yeah they, they have so yeah. much size reminds me of when they won the championship two years ago yeah exactly or not necessarily two years ago I believe it was it was still a year ago excuse me in the bubble yeah, getting yeah, the yeah. years mixed up. It's been so long during this pandemic, unfortunately. COVID has just worked time for sure. Mm-hmm. But no, I hate seeing those comparisons between, I think, the Steve Nash and Dwight Howard old team and, like you said, the 2004 retirement team. It's, I don't know, like it's Russell Westbrook. He's 32 years old. You can't compare him to an older player. And Dwight Howard was playing pretty decent in Philly, played really well in L.A. Uh, last year. They also added Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk, which are two really great pickups for the Lakers. They're underrated pickups. Malik Monk, super young, ready to come out. I think he's the one who said that he wanted to just win a championship. Microwave, too. I think he's a very yeah. quick scorer off the bench. Kendrick exactly. Nunn, very good. Can, can get triple doubles if he wants to. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have the opportunities because, I mean, you can spread the wealth on this team. Trevor Ariza returns after Trevor a long... Ariza. What was he on? The 2010 squad, right? That won the ring? I think so. Either 2009 or 2010. He was on, yeah, one of those 10 years ago. That's good for him for coming back. He's welcomed back. I mean, all of these familiar names. Kent Bazemore was on the team a few years ago. They were trashed that year. But he's Wayne really Ell- turned himself into a 3 and D guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Wayne Ellington has... Also an older player that's coming back from the old Lakers team. It really just feels like, it's, what is it, the ghost of Christmas past or whatever, ghost of championships past coming back to the Lakers. It's great. I would just say Christmas in August. <laughs> yeah, Christmas in August if you're a Lakers fan. It's like as bad as it is, we got rid of Kyle Kuzma and have Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Russell West. It's going to be fun to watch regardless if there's a ring at the end of the season or not. Exactly. It's back to being showtime. It's showtime for sure. And Miami also took a really good player in P.J. Tucker and Marquise Morris. That should be a huge boost to Miami. In fact, I think those moves are almost just as important as that Lowry move, in my opinion. P.J. Tucker is the reason why the Bucks really stepped it up. Yeah. Obviously, P.J. Tucker has proven that he is a very worthy competitor. He's a dog. You need that kind yeah. of player on your team. Because he could still put him in the corner. He'll, he'll make his threes, but he'll also get under the team's skin. And that's what you, you need that. Yeah, you, exactly. You don't need a bad boy Detroit 
fouling everybody. He just gets under their skin, yeah. and it works. It's effective. It works. I think that with Bam on the on their team too, they're. I'm gonna really enjoy Miami this year if they can all stay healthy. I really hope that they can live up to their expectations. I just like I said, their ages, especially Kyle Lowry, is the only issue. Well, they just need Tyler Hero to step it up again. I think. Yeah. I think that didn't help him. Jack Harlow did not help them putting that song out. No. I don't think the world helped him. Just everyone saying, we love Tyler Hero. He had a great postseason, but we all know Jason Tanner was talking about him, and he was like, some people are going crazy in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, what do they call them? The bubble guppies now or something? Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> it, it was a whole different experience, it seemed like. He was, going, he was on fire. And yeah, hopefully he can get some of that back. I think he can, but... Oh, I definitely don't think that all that pressure helped. Milwaukee, the current champions, adding George Hill. That's a really nice move. That's He's come back. Good for him. He should be able to shine back on. Yeah, he was. The... Hey, that's crazy. Good for him. But they also lost P.J. Tucker. Yeah, subsequently, of course. He... Oh. I don't know if I, I mean, they were able to keep uh, Portis, right? Yeah, they signed Portis. for. They re-signed him super cheap. I think he signed to stay loyal for two years, nine million in total. Wow, I that is say. really short selling yourself, but that proves that he just wants to win. Yeah, I think that's what he said that he just wants to win. I, I mean, go for it if you want. I personally would never do that if I was getting offered the money that he was getting offered. But good for him. You're a loyal person. That's awesome. <laughs> and then Pelicans. Oh, so to make up for that ball loss, not only did they get Garrett Temple, we had mentioned that earlier, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham, yeah. It's a nice pickup. I just think... I don't know. I mean, it's... If you have to lose Lonzo Ball, it's a good pickup. But it's like, did you... You didn't have to lose Lonzo Ball. That was unnecessary. I mean, they're pay, the Bulls are paying him like $20 million a year or something like that. I don't think that's overpaying for a 23-year-old Lonzo Ball. I think that you give him a chance, give him that contract, trade him later on if it's an issue. Yeah. But... Oh, that's such a bad sign for the Pelicans. Yeah, that is. That's really it's sad. It's worrying. But if we're going to go positives. So you look at the Knicks. Kemba, Kemba Walker, he gets, first of all, he gets to escape from OKC, which is awesome. <laughs> that's already a big win for him. But I think, I thought I saw somewhere some of his best performances, even going back to his UConn days, are in Madison Square Garden. He feels really comfortable there. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I, and I think that that team is just. I mean, something about Boston, they just underperform. So I don't know. I don't know. I think a change of scenery definitely is going to be great for Kemba. Well, he also, his legs were just injured all the time. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, the best player for the Celtics the last few years, obviously, as much. The most talented is Jason Tatum, but the most consistent is easily Jalen Brown. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think Jalen Brown's been, I don't want to say they're most important, but probably they're most underappreciated. Yeah, because well, if you if you talk to anyone that's not a Boston fan, I'm yeah, sure they're exactly, telling you that exactly. he's the greatest player in the league. Yeah, but he, yeah, obviously he's a very solid player that just continues to improve. That's what I like about him. I always love seeing players on the incline; they're just moving up. But it is interesting that Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker both going to the Knicks. That is a solid pickup for the Knicks. They also re-signed some of their more important players this year too, including D. Rose. That's. I, I hope they can do well again. I was really caught off guard with how they did this year, though. I didn't think they would be as good as they were. I don't think anyone could have predicted that, but, I mean, 
gotta be happy with it. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. It's good when you have the Knicks as a competitive team. Mm-hmm. It's good for the league. And then you have, so Orlando, of course, gets Jalen Suggs, the Gonzaga man. Yeah. yeah he's going to be solid. He already yeah. looked like an NBA player when he was playing in the tournament. He will be a very nice, he'll bring some magic to the Orlando team. I like Orlando, too. I think Jonathan Isaac's one of my favorite players to watch. I really hope to see Orlando try to develop some of their talent eventually without losing it to another big market team. But We'll see. We'll see. Robin Lopez also going to the Magic. That's a really cool pickup for the Orlando. Ah, that's really good for Orlando. I like Robin Lopez. I think it provides that veteran presence they need more than anything. You need a leader in the locker room. Um, hopefully he can play well too, but it's Orlando. I don't think he needs to play incredible. Yeah, if it's, he's not going to be the <laughs> huge difference maker. And yeah. if he is, then I'd be, I'd be worried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. then we go to Philadelphia. So interesting enough, so Howard... Goes over to Lakers, and subsequently, Andre Drummond heads yeah. to the 76ers. That's yeah. an interesting move in itself. I'm just going to say right now, I've heard it many times, and I am going to echo it. He has some very empty big number stats. Absolutely. I think that he, his rebounding is about the only good thing that he provides, but when you're rebounding your own missed shots, it shouldn't count. It's the guy's just, ah, he was frustrating to watch in L.A., been frustrating the past few years i don't have much expectation for him to figure it out especially with the way that the center position is changing away from the way that he plays i just it's going to be tough interestingly enough him and andre drummond and Joel and bead have had a lot of beef in the last few years it's been a really interesting matchup every time they played uh one time actually Embiid tweeted about andre drummond called him a bum yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to have him on the same team. Obviously, it's all water under the bridge of the professionals, but interesting pickup for sure for Philly. I think that they downgraded losing Dwight Howard, but, you know. Well, I also under, I also want to see how Drummond reacts to not being the center because clearly he's, it's not like they're going to move Joel Embiid to power forward for him. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. No, that's not happening. You're not moving Joel Embiid for Andre Drummond. You're not... No. You're not doing anything like You're that. You're not doing anything. You're not even calling Joel Embiid for Andre Drummond. <laughs> and, and the best part is, honestly, I like their other signing more. Gorgas Niang, I remember him mm-hmm. at, Iowa, at oh, Iowa State. He's a very solid three-point shooter. Really worked well with that jazz um, chemistry. I really liked him on that team. So we'll see how he reacts to being in Philadelphia. Maybe a change of scenery is good for him, too, to get more exposure. Portland, they're definitely trying. These are some moves that are, I'm not going to say they're great, but they're definitely trying to yeah. get get Dame and uh, McCollum some help. Ben McLemore, a very strange player because he has the three-point shooting to make him a very good player in the league, but he just either gets hurt or just underperforms all the time. Cody Zeller, pretty solid center. I, I like him. I like Cody Zeller. I think that's good, and especially with them losing Enos Cantor. And they also lost Zach Collins. It's going to need – they're going to need something, so <laughs> – yeah, It'll be you, interesting. You need so, someone tall. You need and then, Cody Zeller. And then Tony Snell is a very solid defender. Everyone makes mm-hmm. fun of him for that one uh, playoff game that yeah. he had, what, zero points? Zero, <laughs> zero. I think that's over here just running around doing cardio. I think that's... Sounds like, like something uh, Patrick Beverly would do. Yeah, exact, exactly. But Tony Snell is, has definitely established himself as one of the best defenders in the league. Alex Len going Sacramento. Ugh, there's not really much to talk about Sacramento. They, yeah. If, to put it this way, they drafted a, another point guard. Even though they have De'Aaron Fox, they 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 are 
a poverty franchise. I mean, they added Alex Len and Tristan Thompson. That's there's. It's not much to talk about. Like it's really, yeah. Best left, like a rock left <laughs> unturned. Yeah. So uh, Forbes, McDermott, and Collins are now all in the Spurs. Great moves. Yes, I think it's. Did Popovich already hand over the reins to Miss Hamilton? I think every. I don't think he officially has, but it's like, come on. I don't even think he's. Yeah. He's not even doing his own plays anymore. I'm pretty sure yeah. Becky's doing it all. And I mean, she'll be Good the first. She'll be the first NBA female NBA coach. So power to her. It's well, but I feel like it's just taking so long for this transition. I don't know why he's waiting so long. Maybe he doesn't want to leave the game, but. If in that case, just be an executive because you'll be you'll have a street out of there isn't already one already. You'll have a street in San Antonio. You'll never have to eat. You'll eat. You'll, excuse me. You'll get to eat for free anytime yeah. you go to San Antonio if you're Greg Popovich. No, exactly. And I think that I don't know. He must just really love the sport because he can retire and be considered one of the top five greatest coaches in basketball easily. And I don't know. I th- they did decent, but they also lost to Marta Rosen. I didn't think San Antonio has just kind of been a mediocre team for the past few years. Really uncharacteristic of a great Popovich team. Um, we'll see. We'll see how they do with. I just. We'll see. So Utah actually gets a few pieces from former Kings. They get Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gay. Now, Rudy Gay, I loved him on the Memphis Grizzlies. Unfortunately, we actually played better without him. We'll see what he does on that Utah team because I'm very curious to see how he'll fit into Quinn Snyder's philosophy. Because he's not a great three-point shooter. He's a good one, but he's still one of that kind of mid-2000s score from anywhere, needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. We'll see I, We'll see how he transitions to this new style. Hassan Whiteside, always been a head-scratcher because he can block so many shots. Very impressive games off the bench for Portland last season. But then, of course, you just saw him on the Kings, and it was just not the same. Yeah. I, but with Whiteside, I don't know. I always feel like he's just a few... I don't know why I'm so optimistic about him still. I think because he had such a bright spot a few years back, people were talking so highly of him. I hope he can turn it around. He showed so much potential. But yeah, last year just was a not was a, a good wash. year. Exactly. Utah hopefully could bring something out of him. Uh, Utah also also adding Eric Pascal or Pascal from Golden State Warriors. I think that's a good move. He played really well. In the minutes that he did get, I don't think he's going to have a great opportunity. He wouldn't have had a great opportunity to play in Golden State anyway. Limited minutes. Might as well send him somewhere else. Utah, I guess, will give him a chance. I really think he's a good player. Plays strong. Plays, you know, with effort. We'll see what Utah can do. They were a good team the past few years. They're one of those, I will say they're one of those regular season teams, but their rotations are just so good that, I mean, they're, they're just a very impressive team to me. Yeah. All right, so this is the free agent list you got here, right here, right? This is the one that might be, you know, it's updated as of today. Things are changing quick. So hopefully by the time you hear this, you know, some of things might not be true. Luckily, this is getting posted right after we finish <laughs> yeah. this. So we won't exactly. be too far off. We won't be too far, but I'm sure the first one that's going to be gone is Kawhi Leonard is still technically an undrafted free agent available to sign anywhere he chooses. But let's be real. It's Kawhi Leonard... Actually, we never know what he's going to do. Well, I think the, like I said previously off uh, off script, is that when you're a player that doesn't talk too much in the media, the media is just going to put words in your mouth. They're just going to assume what you do. Obviously, where he's, he's proven that with, there were some tumultuous times with the Clippers, but I think he'll be fine. He loves being there. He loves being close to his family. 
he still goes to San Diego during the summer every time to train. So I'd be shocked if he went anywhere else. But what do you think? I mean, it's hard. I don't think he's going to go anywhere else either, but I also thought that he should have re-signed in Toronto. I didn't think he was going to pick the Clippers. He has surprised me before. I don't think the Clippers have handled his injury as well as they should have. No, they didn't. Very and clearly messed up. That that was my first thought when he didn't assign an issue. Yeah. Of course, they came out and said it's because they want to restructure, which, I mean, makes total sense. But it first sounded like, oh, man, like this is another Spurs situation because exactly. they just... That was a whole different saga because he wanted different help and they just wouldn't give it to him. And he wanted to take that season off and he's like, dude, I don't want to play. I'm hurt. Yeah, and Kawhi has always been very strict about his health. I think that that's one of the things that's prevented him from going to the Lakers is that they were not as tight-lipped as the Clippers when it came to some of the negotiations. But we'll see. I think most likely he goes to the Clippers. I think some other fans around the league are still holding on to some hope, but... Another player who needs to go somewhere, Dennis Schroeder, is still nowhere. He still hasn't been signed. Well, there's he, a reason for that. Yeah. He, he, well, he needs to return to that role he had with OKC in Atlanta. He's a scorer. To, now, Braun was clearly trying to let him hold on to the offense for a little bit, take it easy, which was smart on Braun's part to try to kind of ease into the season. And you could see his assist numbers shoot up towards the middle of the year before he got injured, just like that. Honestly, I would say he was at least second in the MVP last the season prior with those assist numbers, being the highest in the league. But Schroeder is not a distributor. He's a volume shooter, and he unfortunately stopped shooting well last season. He only averaged 15 points with a lot more minutes than he had when he was with OKC when he had at least 17. So that's really bad season. Lots of turnovers. <sighs> a contender could use him. But don't be surprised if it's he waits it's till the very end of the offseason. Maybe even during the regular season he gets a signing. Yeah, I mean, the big issue with him, and I've heard from, I think it was Oubre, too, that's had that issue, is their agents are asking for ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, I think they're just trying to capitalize on the season being, or on the just the market, everyone's pay, overpaying. But it ain't a situation like... Uh, who yeah. was it? Timothy Mosgov? That's not happening again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think everyone's learned their lesson. So, and then you brought up Ubre Jr., the prettiest man in the league. Exactly, absolutely. Beauty <laughs> out in Golden State. He had a really bad season. There were times where he'd go off, and there were just times where he was just abysmal. He started off the season really poorly. His defense is still still plays, I think. Plus, he has good size. Uh, I see you have the Mavs and Hornets could be landing spots because you said they have good cap space. I don't see that as... I, the Mavs could use him, personally. Especially with Richardson leaving, no? I think the Mavs could use him. I just don't know. It looks like he's a... Oh, is he... Looks like he's unrestricted. Unrestricted free agent. Interesting. Okay. Because there was speculation that the Warriors might want to sign and trade him for Buddy Heald, which I didn't think was a very smart move, but... That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I... So... More than likely, I'm gonna... I'm gonna guess he just goes back to Golden State, or... I don't. Poor guy, so much, uh, so many eyes on him, so much talent on him, and now just another one that's we're a few days into free agency and he's still looking for a home. Yeah, but I think, like you said, I think it has more to do with the fact that his agent is asking for something ridiculous. Yeah. It's not that teams don't want to sign him; they're just like, hey, can you knock that number down a little bit? Exactly. Lou Will, one of my favorite players ever, definitely helped Atlanta last season. He's a microwave. 
he is just so fun to watch. I've heard rumors that he could go to Lakers as well, but I think they're just on everyone's radar. But I think their roster's filled out enough that you don't need him. Interesting. I actually had not seen that. That would be... He'd go back. Ah, he was in the Lakers before. That would be interesting. But that would be a good move. But I think it makes more sense what you have here, Boston, Indiana, kind of buying low. He's a 34-year-old. That's yeah. And it's not this that he's 34. He's played in the league for 16 years. Exactly. Yeah, he's an old 34-year-old. And I think he's a great off-the-bench guy. I personally think that Boston would be a great fit for him. They lost Kemba Walker. He can kind of go in, provide the offense that they are going to need off the bench. And I don't think... Lou Will's going to have an issue. He also is looking to possibly re-sign in Atlanta. Reports are he's super happy there. They have the, you know, his favorite wing spot. So he'll be happy in Atlanta with all the, all the memes and jokes about him there. Exactly. <laughs> now, of course, you have Reggie Jackson, who turned out to be a hero yes. for the Clippers last postseason. I hope recency bias doesn't forget. I mean, I think he's on an upward trend, but I think recency bias does make us forget how many times he can become a black hole on offense. Yeah. He had a really good postseason. I don't want to take away from that, but Reggie Jackson can be a problem sometimes where he's asking for the ball too much. I do think that he'll get a lot of interest. I see you have Cavs, Celtics, Suns, Wizards, Pelicans, a lot of teams. Yep. And I don't think he's out, he won't ask for that much. I think he'll get paid. In a good, in the sense that he'll get a lengthy contract, nothing like a one year, or two year. I just don't think he'll get like a max deal or anything crazy. Yeah, he's also thirty one years old now. Probably wants to start thinking about a longer term financial contract. Lock something in, you know. Once you hit your thirties, like you're still young at thirty one, still in your prime, but injuries can really derail any career. You need to start thinking longer term. Um, and it looks like that Alfred Payton is also a free agent. Uh, Knicks moved on and they brought in Kemba Walker, re-signed Derrick Rose. Not as much of a need. I think he's a great player that somebody can pick up. I'd see someone like one of the lower market teams. Hell, Pelicans, go get him or something. Yeah, honestly. He lost Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Yeah, a lot better than getting uh, Devontae Graham. (laughs) So I think we'll cover just a few more from here and then we'll go into your uh, winners and losers. Exactly. I would love to see that. We have Paul Millsap. He said he sold his house or reportedly selling his house. That is a good sign that he might be leaving. His role kind of diminished despite Jamal Murray getting injured. But I think that's also to do the fact that he's just getting old. He's been old. He's been old. Yeah, he's 36 years old. Interestingly, though, I don't know why you would leave Denver. If you were wanting to go to a contender, you're already on, on a team that's contending. And you're already a pretty well-established name there. Cause, yeah. Because Paul Millsap has moved around the league, and he's been a really good player. Obviously, I remember him on that 61 Atlanta Hawks team. Exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe his agent's asking for too much money, too. Who knows? Exactly. And then I think we could just finish it off with Come Boogie. On. Yup, Boogie. Poor Boogie. Ah, it's so weird. He's only been in the league for ten. He's been in the league for ten years, but he's thirty, and it almost seems like he's at the swan song of his career. I feel like half of his time in the career has been wasted. In the NBA, has been wasted. And the other half, he's been looked at as the next Shaq. It's crazy. No one has had like a career that's gone from so great, so long. I mean, he's had injuries, but I I, I even think his his on the court issues have departed as well. Yeah, maybe because he hasn't had enough time to be on the court, but. <laughs> I remember in Sacramento, he was just getting teed up every other night, but it's clearly a lot different. 
I don't know. I'd like to see him succeed clearly because he has a lot of talent. But I think a lot of teams are starting to f- find out that he's either injury prone or just not going to play well or play enough minutes to actually have an impact. So we got winners and losers. I think you broke it down by gold, silver, and bronze, which is perfect because we have the Olympic yeah, going on still. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate that. We could start with bronze going to the third best team in the free agency has been the New York Knicks, in my opinion. I don't know if you have a different opinion. I think the Knicks have been pretty good. I think what they're adding with Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, they already had a good year last year. Add some shooting, add some offense. Go at it, New York. Well, I would agree because it's not the biggest splash, but Kemba Walker is obviously a very good household name. Yeah. He's had He will play a lot better in Madison Square Gardens, I think, and he's back home. I think he will play very well. And so I... I, I don't see any problems with the winners so far because I agree with your next one, Miami Heat. That move with Kyle Lowry and, of course, getting rid of Goran Dragic and uh, Precious Achiwa, that allows you to get some more cap space. And I I don't see how they're... They're not going anywhere. They re-signed Butler to that exactly. nice deal. Bam is getting better. And they still have Duncan Robinson. They signed Dom- Duncan Robinson as well to yeah, an extension, they correct? They extended him. And yeah, I think that that team is set. Kemba... Or Kemba, Kyle Lowry is not going to have as many issues or as much pressure on him to fully run it. He has a lot more help. But the number one team this offseason so far has been the Bulls. The Chicago Bulls are putting a team together to try to win, and it's it's exciting. It's exciting, yeah. It's been a long time since they've been actually a serious problem for people. And well, because there was D Rose, and there was that Ben Gordon yeah. here, where you're getting yeah. crazy. But other than that, it's been slim pickings for them recently. I remember they had that... Was it one year they got absolutely annihilated by like 50 in a playoff game? Yeah, that sounds about right. And they're just... Yeah, not good. Yeah, they're a cursed franchise ever since Jordan left, unfortunately. I just think that they're... You know, they got... It's sad what happened with D-Rose and the injuries. It was unfortunate. It was probably one of the saddest things I remember as a young basketball fan. I was like... No one wanted to see that. Everyone's loving, everyone is loving that he's doing well with the Knicks. But the Bulls have made the biggest moves so far. I think so. To put themselves into a good position, they definitely have made themselves where they need to be. They can probably go for top four seed, and I think they're going to be really good for a few years to come. And then, of course, we got the losers, because there can't be winners without losers. It's, not, it's a zero-sum game. Yeah. Exactly. There's going to be a worse team next year. And in terms of free agency, the third worst has been the Celtics. They haven't done anything but lose their own players. It's kind of sad to watch. And also, I don't like Brad Stevens moving up to GM. No. And he's not leaving a good impression so far. I don't I don't see what the big move was. I don't see why you did that. And skills don't transfer over between coach to GM at all. Phil Jackson tried it. We saw and, how that worked out. Yeah, I think Larry Bird's the one time I've seen an exec move from coach to executive uh-huh. actually work out a little bit. But Pat them, Riley, and that's it. But that's and Pat, Pat Riley. Riley. But Pat Riley, yeah. Pat <laughs> Riley's in his own. He's in his own league with that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Celtics have clearly disgraced themselves. But you mentioned if Kawhi leaves, the Clippers would be that third loser. Oh, absolutely. I think. Oh, I think if Kawhi leaves, the Clippers are the number one loser. I think. Ooh, good. number. That's a hot take. That's hot, hot take. You can't lose Kawhi. Then they're gonna blow up the team. It's. What are you going to do, make it Paul George's team? I guess you could. Well, you have to because you mortgaged your future yeah, for getting Paul you George. Really, and I don't think his trade value is anywhere near enough to be able to get 
half of what you traded for. It's just, no, but he. Uh, I will say this: he definitely played a lot better. Yeah. In Kawhi's absence, than we thought he would. I thought he would just melt like he did in the bubble. I did. I did too. He actually stepped up. He stepped better. up to the plate, but I don't think he should get praised for it like the no. way he was asking for. It. That's no. the kind of thing that disturbed me. That he was like, "I'm doing it." It's like, ah, hey, you. That's you did what you're. You did what you're supposed to do because you're a star. <laughs> yeah, you traded half your whole future. You traded twenty twenty or twenty twenty five draft picks for you. Of course, you need to perform. You got to be thirty That's points crazy. a game if Kawhi's not playing. I oh. like what the Spurs did. Of course, DeRozan was gonna be all but gone. I think they've recovered pretty well. I don't think that they're gonna be a great team next year, but they're setting up pieces. They're Trying to stay competitive, and really just huge shout-out to the San Antonio Spurs for not tanking, not trying to blow it up and do it the wrong way. They just really have respect for their fans and their players. They at least try. I guess, but the reason they get my... The reason I agree with your silver is that they're just hanging on. They're not hanging on to a player that, like I said earlier, they're hanging on to Greg Popovich. Let Becky Hamilton coach the damn team already. Because it's very clear that... She's more involved in the plays now. Greg Popovich doesn't have that same fervor. Don't get me wrong; it's still fun to watch him get interviewed, but at the same time, I think it's kind of it's time to pass the torch. And why not? The team is not not to say that she couldn't lead a competitive team. Not at all. It's more the fact that why not? This is you've already kind of blown up a few of the pieces. You let Demar go. You, Patty yeah. Mills goes. Who's already been one of the core members for such a long time. Everyone's gone that he's. I mean, it's no longer a Popovich team, really. It doesn't look like one, at least in my eyes. So until they make it a Becky Hamilton team, they're definitely yeah. underwhelming exactly. this under offseason. And we've been trashing them all episode, and we can do it one more time. The they're biggest New- loser. The New Orleans Pelicans. Come on, New Orleans. They're literally, you have Chris Paul there, you have Anthony Davis. It's about to be the third, about to join Mount Rushmore of stars they just let go yeah zion williamson has been shown zero reason to want to stay there and it's okay for me because i'm a lakers fan and chris paul and anthony davis have all been traded to the lakers chris paul got vetoed but he was still traded to the lakers he so. yeah exactly not your fault just the <laughs> just david stern's fault exactly zion you're next zion's always welcome in hollywood yeah he's honestly we can talk about zion for a second he has just shown some very good um play it's impressed me because it's a little different. A little, not to say, some people were saying LeBron just because of the physique, but no, he's just a very quick play. He's a faster Julius Randle. Very, I, I think that's a better That's probably the best yeah. comparison I can give because Julius Randle had a great season in his own right last season, but Zion's just so efficient. Exactly. And, and it's, I, yeah. hey, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're fine. I was just going to say, he's just so, the, the efficiency, obviously he's close to the basket. Of course, you're expected to shoot as high as he did, but... He still blew me away with how high he was shooting. His percentage was just incredible. Yeah, and it's just like with a player like him, you really need to watch out because he's not... A player with that type of build is not able to take a team by themselves to the championship. Like I don't think he's ever going to be... a As great as he is, I don't think he's going to be a dominant enough force in the NBA to be able to beat a whole team by himself. Like Giannis is doing this year. And I love Zion, and I think Zion's great. It's just he needs a playmaker with him. Well, I think, obviously, and, and I do love the thing about Giannis, but I do think that he would need... Well, the thing that... We can talk about the Bucks for a second. What got them to the top was Drew Holiday. Yeah. Because yeah, Drew yeah. Holiday is a dog. He will get you... He won't shoot the greatest, but that's because the other guy is shooting way less than him. Exactly. That's the thing. They, yeah. he, they don't... Act, but they're not even in the 
the Pelicans aren't even in that like realm of possibility to even think about getting because they don't have a Rob, they don't have anybody. No, no, and that's where I just really like when you compare. Well, when not really you, but everyone compared Zion to LeBron. It's like, well, I've seen LeBron take teams down near by himself to the finals, and even if he lost, you know, to Golden State, there's no, <laughs> it's Golden State. I just don't think that Zion's build is able to do it. He just, he's a great player. I just. I don't know. I see him. I definitely agree with you. I see him as a superstar B mm-hmm. to the someone's A. He's still a superstar. It's just yeah, that absolutely. When you start shutting down your distributor, what are you going to do? You're going to dribble it up by yourself? Which is why, I, yeah, like which is why I thought like that's a really solid team. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion. Like it hasn't worked yet, but they're all so young. Like and Bi got better. Yeah. Like, are you are you making the mistake that the OKC Thunder did by letting these players just? walk like granted it's only been Lonzo so far but you let one go eventually the they all fall. go yeah Josh Hart's already been shopped around like it's I'm not even sure if he's still on the team it's like I we'll see his check. name yeah I see his name every week it's it's yeah interesting for the Pelicans oh we could have we we didn't give certain people a winner but Rob Palenka is definitely a winner <laughs> yeah. because I think not only was of course he's probably disappointed to get bounced in the first round I, I think it's a little unfair obviously because of the injuries I do too but this was a great knee jerk reaction if there ever was one my goodness just the God. roster has been completely fleshed out this looks like the roster when you do when you're playing on 2k and you uh, get you're doing yeah. the draft for your season yeah because even your lowest players are still probably like an 80-81. Yeah, that's funny because I play 2K all the time. I play my franchise. I've been the Lakers. And there's no way in hell I can get all these players to sign for that cheap. Yeah, so Polinka's doing better than I could in a video game. So There you go. He's making <laughs> your dreams have become a reality. Because as bad as they talk about Westbrook's fit in L.A., okay, you added shooters all around him. Westbrook's 31, 32 years old, playing with Anthony Davis. You keep Anthony Davis and Westbrook together for the next five years. That's a solid duo. And if you think that Westbrook is like... There's just such a notion that he is just unplayable. Guess yeah. what? He plays his game. He's a dog. He wants to be the alpha. Yeah. But I do think LeBron will... Not necessarily set him straight, because I don't want to talk like that. It's more the fact that he will play in that system. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to help LeBron to not need to be having the ball in his head. I think it was Stephen A. Smith was saying that LeBron's not going to be able to handle not having the ball in his hands. Like LeBron's 36 years old. LeBron probably wants nothing else but to have Russell Westbrook taking the ball. Somebody who can actually handle it and not lose the ball. Someone not Dennis Schroeder. Well, and that's what, <laughs> and that's what we were talking about earlier. It's like, don't get me wrong. Russell, Russell Westbrook will get his turnovers, but Schroeder yeah. wasn't yeah, even yeah, yeah. getting the assists. Exactly. Westbrook will still get at least double-ditch assists. And yeah, he can stat pad sometimes, but hell, it'll work. I think it'll work for this team. I don't see it as a chemistry catastrophe at all. No, I see them running, just driving the lanes. How are you gonna who are you gonna double team? Which one? Yeah. It's like who's open like okay, Carmelo open in the cor- like that's a crazy team. I it's fun. It's a dream team. It's not even a big three anymore. It's a dream team. Yeah, in in two K twenty two they are off limits. You cannot be the LA Lakers in two K twenty two. There you go. And, and they still have Taylor Hardy Tucker, right? <laughs> they still have THT. He's just my there. My favorite young player. He's just there. He's just and there. he's a nasty drive. Uh, I love his drive. He's a great slasher. Dude, and they signed him for like an extra three years. He's 20 years old. He's They lost Caruso, but they kept the right one. Honestly, Horton Tucker's a better player at this stage. 
20 years old, Caruso is 27, you have to lose one, keep the 20-year-old. Yeah, they, yeah. they've made all the right moves this, this off season. Because if it wasn't, if we weren't giving the golden award to the Lakers, I think it's just a slam dunk already, I think it was just too obvious. I, just, <laughs> I think the Bulls do get it for me just because of how many free agent moves they made that have just jolted them from being out of the picture to being well-established playoff team. Oh yeah, Lakers are an honorable fourth best team. Only reason I don't have them in my top three is definitely their age is an issue and what's up with their defense. I don't know what's going to happen when they have all these players on there. They lost KCP, lost Caruso, lost some good defensive players, but they added Dwight Howard, so we'll see. I think I think we'll get a better fix for towards like the trade deadline. They'll probably make a move for defense because you have so many players you've stashed, and no one plays defense during the regular season. It's pretty well established mm-hmm. that no one cares. Exactly. Rob is not done stashing. He's not done adding. I believe he still has the rights to be able to do a sign-in trade with Dennis Schroeder. There was talks about Buddy Heald before they made the trade for Russell Westbrook. It's going to be an interesting next week. And Also, another thing that came out, I believe, just this morning, another possible news that could come out is Aldridge might come out of retirement. That is insane. I, good for him if he's healthy enough to do it. But I'm a little worried about that yeah. personally. And it's nothing against... I love these similar Marcus Aldridge. That turnaround, a jumper that he had with the Blazers is just money. Yeah. Absolutely money. But I'm just scared that... Usually this is an ender. Any heart issue... Like, obviously we saw what happened with uh, Christian Eriksen soccer-wise and the soccer world was holding its breath for Denmark back in the Euros. That's just a scary thing. And it's just... Uh, no, I, I'm definitely in the same realm of that you're in. I do agree that it's be cool to see him come back. It'd be an excellent comeback, but to what extent? I feel like I would just be. I would hold. I I don't think he would want to be held with bubble wrap around him. Exactly. But that's what I would do. I mean, I just don't want him to have to deal with that again. Yeah, and I agree. I just think that. I mean, he just retired in mid-April. That's only four months. Not even four months ago. I think when he retired. That's crazy to me. I It really came out of nowhere. Good for him if he's healthy enough, but it's also, like, we saw heart issues. I think it was blood clots with uh, Chris Bosh. Yeah, Chris Bosh. And I think I he did come back, and I just don't think he was ever as effective. Who knows? Maybe Aldrich can be, but, you know, he had a great career. Probably oh, very, Hall of Famer. Just... Very great career. Although, I will say the Hall of Fame in the NBA is, is kind of the Hall of Great, if you ask <laughs> yeah, me. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, there's nothing to diminish. He was a he was a great player. Now I think we're just gonna wrap it up here. I agree. Thank That's you so much it. for having me come over to your house of to record course, this. Anytime. There was a lot to go through, and super complicated. But I'm glad we got through it. You had it well organized. I, yeah, I tried my best. That was the only thing I can think of. Cause, well, you have trade. You have a five team trade. You have a three team trade. I don't know. And you have trades still being added and finalized as we speak. It's. I yeah. agree that we end it here. But actually, so before I end it, we do have to get to our user-submitted questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have Louie. He said that the biggest... Because I asked everybody, what was the biggest move to you? Louie said DeMar DeRozan was the biggest move of the offseason. Uh, I think it's the most interesting. I wouldn't call it the biggest because, I mean, Westbrook, yeah. I think, is the biggest to me. But I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't have a hard disagree with that. Seamus... He's my baseball guy. He said NBA sucks. <laughs> it's definitely not my favorite, favorite sport. It's still fun to watch, but uh, at least he made his opinion heard. 
Yeah, there you Pete go. has the mellow to the Lakers. That's interesting. I think I think it's a fun move. It could be, yeah. Like I think that there's a lot of really. It's when you're at that age and the way that he was playing, it, it's an interesting move for sure. And I think that mellow to the Lakers is a huge move. Um, but I just don't usually get hyped up over potential bench players. Right. But it is a great possible sixth man. I will say that. So. Absolutely, we got like six, seven, eighth man. Of the yeah, year exactly. This year. It, it's rough. I don't even know who the sixth man is. That's a long list of good names. And of course, he mentioned that Chi Town and Miami made some great signings. But I think he mentioned also that the Lakers are his favorite to win it all and go back yeah. to the pedestal that they had a year ago. Now, of course, this is a basketball podcast, but we can't not mention it. Lionel Messi is no longer playing for FC Barcelona. Please drop it on the next comments or whatever question that I post where you think he will go. I personally think there's only three places he could go. You have Chelsea, you have Van City, and you have PSG. We'll see where he goes, but we'll talk about that another time. This was basketball, but it's just so huge that you can't not mention it today. Sad day for Barcelona. I'm not a huge Barcelona fan. I usually don't like him because I'm a small team fan in La Liga. But I mean, he was he meant everything to that city, to that team. So I mean, I can't can't help but feel but bad for them. It's that's hard because it wasn't that he didn't want to play there. It was just financial strains on the league. So yeah, yeah. have to end it on a somber note. But thank you so much for having me over, Matthew. Yeah. It was excellent. I think we got through a lot of content. It was well organized, I have to say. Because usually, I'm just gonna spoil it right now. My th- creative process is write it down on a piece of paper, like. Few words and then I'll expand on it. You have it all <laughs> written now. You have the statistics. I'm a data yeah, person. Yeah, I'm like I have to go through and just. I need numbers in front of me. No, uh, it's it works. But I definitely think that, like you said with Messi, back to that, it is sad seeing him leave Barcelona. I'm not even a huge soccer fan or football fan. It's it's just weird. Like you spend your whole career basically with one team. It's gonna feel like watching Michael Jordan out of a. When he's not wearing a bulls. When uniform. he was in that wizard's uniform. Yeah, it just it it looks photoshopped. It doesn't look right. It's oh, trust me, the photoshops are all over the place. They got him yeah. in so many different <laughs> kits right now. But we'll I just. Saw, I saw him in a Lakers jersey on Twitter. I That's right. I saw. Like... I think my group chat had him in a Raiders jersey. <laughs> well, you heard it here. We are going to see where he goes. But that was NBA coverage for today. Hopefully, we can do this again. We'll see what other crazy moves because I feel like it's not even, it's just got started. But yeah, I mean, it's not over. we just spent a whole hour and, and change talking about it because there was so much to digest. But thank you all for listening. Y'all have a great thank day. You guys.